Hello everyone out there in podcast land. This is Flo from the Great War Channel podcast. Um, today I'm here with someone that you might know from our channel, specifically from our videos that we filmed in the Dolomites uh, at the Lager Zoe. His name is Emanuel and he will introduce himself to you right now. Hi Emanuel. Hi everyone. Um, I'm Emanuel Vogt. Um, I'm a historian, as you know from the video, and besides the Alpencore, I also wrote my PhD thesis about um, the German um, air service in World War One. So, so it's another. Doc it's Dr. Emanuel Vogt now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well then, uh, congratulations first of all, and then I think we should talk about uh, your thesis, don't you think? Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, let, let's let's backtrack a bit. What was the first, uh, or how did you come to to this topic? I mean, I know that you have interest in the Alpen Corps, but you know the uh, Luftstreitkräfte are somewhat of a different topic. I mean, it's even higher than the mountaintops. But apart from that, it's not really that similar, is it? Yeah. After after I finished my studies in uh, 2010, I looked for a topic which wasn't uh, researched that much and uh, um, discovered the the Luftstreitkräfte, as you mentioned, and uh, especially in the German academic world, this topic is very unknown. There, there was a, a quite good um, PhD thesis which um, was um, came as a book uh, last year, Niklas Knapp, Die Deutschen Luftstreitkräfte in the First World War. But uh, I choose a different topic from him. Besides, we didn't know each other since this year, so funny story. We both uh, worked on the same topic, but didn't know each other since his book came out. So, um, yeah, my my main focus was um, was on uh, literature, especially uh, war war poetry, war literature, because after World War One and even in in the time of the war, um, there was um, hundreds of books published in uh, Germany about. Um, the air warfare, uh, aerial warfare, um, heroic uh, fights between fighter pilots, also and uh, also about the heroes of the German Luftwaffe, as you know, Manfred von Richthofen, Max Immelmann, Oswald Bölke, all these well-known names. Um, but no one ever did a research uh, on these uh, on this literature, especially. Um, I was interested in how was the war mentioned in these books, how did the authors um, yeah, showed to the to public what was aerial warfare, how did the men fight there and how which images basically were were publicated in these books. So that was my main focus. And uh, <laughs> It was quite interesting to discover the different types of of uh, images which were created in these books. And yeah, in the second step, I I um, also searched for um, well-known um, former pilots or members of the German Luftstreitkräfte, 
and uh, I broke it down to a group of 50 people which um, more or less were all um, Merit um, owners which was um, a fault because uh, I needed to refine these persons in the literature and uh, mostly the well-known people were published in these books and so I, I focused on them and I could even find um, 25 estates from former pilots which I could use also in my in my thesis yeah okay so that's a lot to unpack so first first of all um, the um, the the literature these these books and uh, and literary works that that was was that a form of propaganda or was it more uh, that the public was um, viewing these uh, pilots like like stars and they wanted to find out as much as they could about them or was it a bit of both or how, how did this yeah it, it was a bit of both because um, it was now hidden propaganda because these books were published during the wartime and after the wartime and um, also interestingly uh, after 1933 when the Nazis gained the when they power in Germany, thank you. Um, the the books uh, with um, aerial warfare or which themed aerial warfare increasingly uh, gained new interest. So uh, one can say during 1914 to 18 there were these. Uh, we say in Germany or in German we say Fliegerliteratur, literally translated flyer literature which can be um, remembrance uh, literature when former pilots wrote down what they have uh, um, experienced in war or also could be um, heroic um, books which themed specifically um, persons like uh, Richthofen or Bölker or others. But it could also be um, simply broke down to um, technical um, books which only focused on, on, on the machines and uh, weaponry or stuff like that so but I focused uh, mainly on those books which uh, one were written by former pilots or former members of the Luftstreitkräfte yeah basically I focused on uh, or mainly focused on these books which uh, um, were written by former members of the German Luftstreitkräfte and which contained uh, combat experiences or uh, were written by uh, Kriegsberichterstattern. These are war, war correspondents. Yeah, yeah. Um, which showed the public what was aerial warfare, how did the men fight, uh, what was war in the air like and... Uh, yeah, sometimes even when they create images uh, like the men being stars comparable to, to music or movie stars in our time today. And uh, those books which contained technical stuff like um, which focus on uh, weaponry or, or um, the, the machines the, the men fly, 
flu um, were not in my interest because I mainly focused on on these topics I just mentioned. I, so on on the one end there was this uh, interest in what air combat was like, um, and the people wanted to find out more since there were kind of stars. But on the other hand, it was probably heavily censored and used to shape a certain image of. The, the German army, wasn't it? Especially during the wartime between 1940 and 18, um, all books which wanted, or which the, the authors wanted to publish, needed to be censored by the army high command. They even had an own um, own um, censor for that. The maybe most um, interesting or most known book is uh, Manfred von Richthofen's The Red Fighter Pilot, The, the Rote Kampfflieger, which later, when uh, uh, a historian, Fernando Esposito, uh, found out in the archives of the uh, Ulstein Verlag in Berlin, that the book even uh, wasn't even written by uh, Richthofen, because... Um, Uh, former major or former uh, captain um, Erich von Salzmann had uh, the or had the allowance from uh, Richthofen that he can do with the manuscript what he wants in the sense of that uh, only the book have to be written in uh, in favor of von Richthofen. So this is exactly what you mentioned so that these books had to create a certain image or a certain yeah a certain image is maybe the best expression to to show the public um which kind of war the high command wanted to give out to the people or would want to show to the people and how and how did that uh, change after the war um, after the war, there were mostly those kind of um, literature that um, showed the remembrance side of the war. That um, um, yeah, former members uh, remembered what they had experienced or what they had done uh, in the war, and especially after um, the Treaty of Versailles one can read a lot of uh, anti-Versailles propaganda, which cut down the German Luftstreitkräfte to zero, as you know. And uh, you find often often books or shorter abstracts that, um, that yeah, um, wanted the, the, the Luftstreitkräfte or Luftwaffe back. And uh, especially after 1933, those uh, rise increasingly. So we have mainly we have uh, maybe four stages in these publications. Um, there were a lot uh, in the wartime, 1940 to 80, 18, and after that there were very few books which were or came out and um, in the end of the Weimar Republic um, maybe around 1928 uh, it increases more and more and uh, after 1933 it increases uh, as much as you can imagine I think and interestingly um, after the Second World War uh, began in 1939 
um, the interest on uh, World War One pilots and World War One um, Luftstreitkräfte uh, went down because the new Luftwaffe aces or new Luftwaffe heroes um, began to get into the focus of the Nazi propaganda. So. Okay, so, so we have these different stages, which are all basically aligned to political goals, you could say. But nonetheless, you can, you still investigated what you can actually learn about combat and combat experience in these books. So how, how, how can you, you can find out something about actual air combat at that time if you read these books? Uh, more or less, yes, yeah. But it was broken down to reach a wider um, um, pub, public, I would say, because um, the public didn't want to read a specific um, abstract about aerial warfare, but they wanted to to have, uh, or they they wanted to read um, uh, thrilling experiences heroic uh, fights and stuff like that so um, a bone dry uh, abstract about aerial warfare wouldn't find any or wouldn't find so much uh, readers like a thrilling thrilling abstract uh, which was uh, maybe even written by some uh, star of the war or some some war hero so yeah which was even the goal of these um, of the of, of the publishers If we maybe um, come back to, to Richthofen's um, The Red Fighter Pilot, this book uh, was published in 1970 in the Ulstein Verlag, Berlin, and came in a paperback, a small book for only one mark. So it was very cheap. It reached a very high um, circulation. Thank you. And uh, so you can say those books often, especially in the wartime, came in, 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 in high circulations and uh, were cheap to buy. So found a lot of readers, which might even um, explain why um, German, especially the fighter pilots, were so popular in the German um, society. Okay, so... Um And um, were you also able to learn something about um, the pilots themselves through through what, what they wrote and everything? I mean, I think uh, especially, let's say, from, from von Richthofen again, there are like a few different popular characteristics about him. You know, some people say he was very determined and uh, even egoistic or something. But so is, is there something like a personality in these books? And can you learn something about the actual pilots themselves, even though, you know, it might have been written with a different goal in mind? Um, yes, yeah. But um, you have to keep in mind that those books were written for specific reasons. And that's that's also an interesting point, which I uh, focused on my in my uh, PhD thesis. Um, because... Um, To get down these um, these things, I wanted to to learn or research out of these books. I um, I um, um, took 200 books um, for my for my work and um, read them all, <laughs> of course. And um, 
after I read these 200 books, I uh, I created um, different um, characteristics or um, things you can find in uh, a lot of these um, books or in these abstracts which I read. So, so after I read these uh, 200 books, I um, created different characteristics which I could find in most of them and um, especially for the fighter pilots which were mostly associated with uh, aerial warfare one can find a lot of um, things that were described that these men had like they were cold-blooded they were daredevils, they were sportsmen, also they were mechanics or a lot of a lot of uh, these um, a lot of these books um, claimed that these men were modesty in their way. Um, yeah and, and things like that. So one can can see that that these men or that a certain image was created to to show these men to the public, and um, yeah, that was quite interesting to 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 find out in these books. So um, you just mentioned before we started recording that uh, Immelmann was presented as someone who who didn't drink uh, and di and didn't smoke and anything. So, but in in his case, that was that he actually didn't do that, right? He was a uh, he. Yeah, he he was a true abstainer. He also didn't eat uh, meat, and um, the good thing for Immelmann is that some of his uh, letters to his mother um, are actually available for research today. So, uh, uh, in this in this case, uh, the image of Immelmann is true, but uh, others were also created as, or books claimed that these men were abstainers, like um, uh, one can often read that Oswald Berger didn't drink before he, or even even didn't drink any time when he was uh, at the front. Um, <laughs> another book uh, from um, I think 1938 or so, about Adolf Ritter von Tuchek claimed that he only drank milk when he was at the front and never never used the opportunity like his comrades to drink alcohol. So And he was Bavarian, so that's very unlikely that this is true this is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah, that's 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 a, a good point too, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, um, and I mean, we have these fighter pilots, which were certainly the most well-known, um, you know, because you know, these scoring lists and, you know, that they are these, the, we had the flying circus and everything. But, but of course, you had, like, other kind of pilots, right? I mean, maybe bomber pilots or uh, people in two-seater aircrafts, the gunners and everything. So how did, did, did these people also wrote, wrote books or have books written about them? Yeah, but um, one can find only few, few people who wrote their their memories down. An interesting one is maybe um, um, a uh, balloon observer, Peter Rieper. He was the only one from 
Ähm, die äh, Feldluftschiffe-Abteilung um, gained the polymerit. And the interesting thing is he wrote, um, he didn't wrote a book, but he wrote some abstracts in the 1930s. Uh, I, was, I was able to find a relative of him who showed me his uh, whole estate, even uh, containing the original Pula Marit from 1918. Wow, so, that's cool. Do, do, do you know the story, just as an intro, do you know the story how he got, as a balloon observer, got a Pula Marit? Yeah, that's an interesting one. He was wounded uh, several times. And the last one, um, the last uh, wound he received uh, was a very heavy one, and the polymerite was an was an um, achievement of him for uh, doing his duty, his service, and uh, got got wounded there. That's that's um, what uh, yeah what I get got told, but. Today he's he's uh, pretty unknown because uh, all these all these fighter pilots um, pretty much even today stand in the focus of uh, research and the focus of the public. So guys like him, yeah, but yeah. Uh, balloons are just not that interesting <laughs> to the people now. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. But uh, interesting person, interesting story because um, yeah, one never. One, one seldomly hear about these guys doing their job in the in the balloons, observing the uh, artillery and yeah, other stuff like that. <clears throat> so maybe that's a that's a good um, final question. So in in what sense did the, do you have an? Uh, can you imagine how this kind of literature um, from like you know from from these different time periods basically? Uh, created an image of these pilots that still persists today? Mm, maybe not in Germany, but in uh, especially in the US and uh, the UK, um, the aerial warfare is very popular, even today. Um, yeah, in, 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 in a certain way, maybe, maybe because uh, Manfred von Richthofen still stands uh, on the lead. Of these books, which were published today, and um, but I don't know if every one um, of these uh, modern authors um, will will repeat these things from the older books. So, but that that wasn't my goal to to find out. But um, I think what was important uh, was to show that. Um, these books, especially the ones from the 1930s and early 40s, showed a very positive uh, image of the aerial warfare, which uh, created scenes like uh, men were fighting in a chivalric uh, tournament with um, equal opponents on uh, uh, both sides which uh, wasn't the case in the reality of war because um, um, the aerial warfare was also as cruel as the warfare on the ground. But um, the difference between a fighter pilot and a normal infantry soldier was only that the fighter pilot had a record score, which one can count, like uh, Richthofen with his 80 
AD Aerial War uh, with his AD um, victories. Um, so it was more popular to show these men like uh, Star of War than uh, the the normal infantry soldier from the ground. So um, yeah, the the image which was uh, to summarize this maybe um, the image which was created or which was circulated in these books were very positive, which also uh, showed that the uh, Luftwaffe in the Third Reich. Um, often um, use these these positive images to um, to get new pilots to get uh, people serving in the Luftwaffe. So very interesting, yeah. Emanuel. Uh, thanks for your time. Um, thanks for having me. <laughs> if um, people want to read your thesis, is it available anywhere? Is it, uh, is it an open access or can people contact you through your website if they want to have a read at it? I think because I, because I think we have quite a few people who are interested in aerial warfare and actually also speak German. Ah, okay, yeah, of course. Um, the, the thesis will be published at uh, the beginning of November this year as a book so if you have a little bit patience then you can and read it or you go to your library and maybe search after the title the title in German is uh, Stars des Krieges um, Biografische und Erinnerungskulturelle Studien zu den deutschen Luftstreitkräften des Ersten Weltkrieges von 1914 bis 1945 so it is uh, available in a, in a printed version but the book version will be coming at uh, the beginning of November. Cool, very much looking forward to that and of course if people are interested in your work uh, about the Alpencore and mountain warfare they can also find that by just looking for your name on Amazon which is mm -hmm. what I did for example or of course uh, ask your local book dealer. Yeah, sure. All right, Emanuel then uh, thanks for your time and uh, have a nice afternoon. Yeah, thanks for having me and um Have a nice afternoon too. Bye. Bye.